0: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to live in a truly regenerative and sustainable society? It always sounds so futuristic, but that's kind of what I dive deep into in this episode is why does sustainability and these eco-cities, why does it sound like it's so futuristic when in reality, you guys, we have the tools to do this and there are people on the ground doing this type of work right now and we have the resources for it. And speaking of people who are on the ground doing it, my guest, Anna Alexis Vanna-Alexander, she has created this living prototype called the Eco Incubator. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear her talk about it because I met Anna Alexis at the climate reality training with Al Gore back in March 2018 in Atlanta. And when I found out about her mission, I thought it's unfathomable, but she's making it happen. And sustainability really is within our reach. Tune in for this episode to see how. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Brown Living Green. I'm your host, Nathara Jaintherin, and I'm here to spill the sustainability. Joining me today is my friend and a really accomplished woman, Anna Alexis Bennett-Alexander. She is the founder of the Eco Incubator, and she is here on this episode to tell us all about how she started this amazing organization, community hub, um, center. I don't even know what to call it. She'll probably be able to explain it a little bit better, but I'm here to just pick her brain on how she started this really cool journey to opening this amazing center. Welcome, Ann Alexis.
1: Hi, it is um, wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm just going to
0: get right into it. What is the Eco Incubator?
1: Well, um, the Eco Incubator wears a couple of hats, but it's um, standalone. It is a um, living learning hub that is a zero carbon emission facility designed to destigmatize ideas and concepts around sustainability and sustainability tools, as well as immerse people within an environment that helps to educate them about sustainability tools and sustainability best practices we um also work within the community to promote public and private sector partnership and circularity within the economy through the development of eco villages wow
0: that sounds so futuristic but in reality I guess to break it down, um, you're pretty much just trying to create a living example of something that's regenerative in nature, something that can feed itself, that's circular. Um, for the listeners out there, that's what we mean by circular economy—an economy that doesn't necessarily generate waste, but uses the byproducts and the waste from certain systems to, as a force, to drive another system. For example, like a almost like a human composting toilet. Um, you know the poop gets turned into compost and the compost gets put in the garden the um and that feeds us and then that waste you know cycles and cycles so that's the idea of circularity that um Analexis is almost trying to mimic on a large scale here with the eco incubator and it, it's pretty much um
1: a living lab uh, would you say that, Anne Alexis? Um, absolutely. The compound itself, the Living Learning Hub, is an interactive prototype of the future that we want to impress upon people um, because it's a future that is um, bound and foundationally developed with a goal of thriving rather than simply surviving from day to day. Um, it is a unique space here in Georgia because um, we are so bound to the environment, yet through the process of the industrialization of agriculture, um, we have sort of lost our connection to the land and thus to ourselves. Georgia has become um, the sickest state in our nation, according to statistics found uh, at the CDC, um, suffering mostly from preventable uh, health issues like diabetes, uh, cardiovascular disease and heart disease um, and obesity.
0: Yeah, and I think that Georgia is one of the perfect spaces to have the eco, eco incubator, as you said, because as the CDC said, it's the sickest state. Um, in the United States. And not only is Georgia that, but it's also a reflection of so many different types of communities in Georgia. You have urban landscapes like Atlanta, you have suburban landscapes like Marietta, John's Creek, um, things like that. But you also have very rural areas like Warner Robins and such and things like that as well. So I think that you're really, um, I think that this is an amazing place to start the center because you're really addressing, uh, I guess the stereotypical American, landscape with all those three different types of environments. But I know the Eco Incubator is um, in a rural area um, just outside of the University of Georgia. So what was um, your reasoning for choosing that location other than the fact that, you know, it's Georgia and it's your hometown and things like that?
1: Well, there there were a few reasons. Um, one was most definitely the simple fact that um, we were not able to purchase land within the athens Clark County area that uh, was where we could develop um, utilizing unique building materials. The eco-incubator is constructed of shipping containers um, and will also have some modular home components. That's part of what the show is. We are scalable. We can be in an urban area that has infrastructure. We can be in a rural area that has no infrastructure. So by choosing an area that did allow us to develop as we wanted to and be create as creative as we wanted working in Oglethorpe County, um, which is only about, we're like 15 minutes from downtown Athens, um, but we're technically across the county line. Um, So by being in a space that's rural, we're able to really, really showcase how much we can do. And we're also able to target our most at-risk populace. Um, It is within these rural areas that people really, really fall short of being able to meet their basic needs. Yes, it happens within an urban space as well. But within an urban space, there are a multitude of resources that are not accessible in rural areas. So by choosing a rural area, um, we are able to really uh, show people what we can do and what we're bringing to the table which is critical in ultimately making that sell because it's just like you said, Oh, that sounds really futuristic. It does sound futuristic, but the truth is, is that it is not. We have had the technology to um, incorporate these practices for many years. They're simply not subsidized and they are not brought to the forefront as being acceptable choices because they do not continue to feed the uh, linear economy that we are already in and like many many aspects of change it brings fear to people's minds so by having something that's clearly tangible that people can immerse and interact with a lot of the stigmatization comes from that space that's the incubation piece We're an incubator in a modern sense by offering people a space to develop new and unique ideas, but we are also an incubator in the traditional concept where we are cultivating an environment that's going to produce the response that we want from the biological entities within that space, which are us, which are human beings. So what we're trying to create are people who are empowered towards their own health care, people who are empowered towards their own sustainability. Um, we want to ha- harvest and foster community within an area and um, ideas around co-housing and sharing um, rather than feeding into a linear capitalistic system that creates more waste, that drives up prices and um, and, uh, and and creates more uh, more illness, more more sickness via pollution and stress and a, a variety of other avenues that we are literally um, immersed in every moment of every day.
0: Yeah, and I literally love the concept of the eco incubator because it's it's leading the example, it's living the example, it's showing people that these things can exist because it all goes back to that element of disconnection that we talked about in the last episode. And for those who um, haven't listened to that episode, me and Analexis Alexis really took a deep dive into how our disconnection from nature and our disconnection from practices, like, um, you know, just where our food comes from, where our water comes from, things like that, just how we don't, as a society, we're so, we have such specializations. Um, you know we have Silent. somebody who gets our food for us we, yeah, silos. We're so siloed. Um, we don't know where anything comes from. We just pick go to the grocery store and pick it up, but we have no idea how to make it or how to do it. And I love the concept of the ego incubator showing people how to do it, teaching a community a skill set so that they can pass it down, they can learn, and they can be independent, and they can be multifaceted rather than siloed. Um, so I really do love that. And I think you touched on a good point about, you know, when I brought up the fact that, oh, wow, everything you're doing sounds very futuristic. And it's true because there's there's such a duality in sustainability. You know, sustainability is about sustaining ourselves for the future. But a lot of those things um, that, you know, sound sustainable, whether it's like solar power or wind power, all these things sound so futuristic and sound like they're so unattainable. But it's like, when does us protecting the future and our idea of the future meet? Where does that idea of us starting to, you know, navigate this new um, systems that, rather than our traditional economy, our traditional linearity, when do we start navigating this circularity? And I think that the eco-incubator is literally bringing that circularity to a community that probably never even thought about it and is going to
1: learn if so much because of it. television, um, if you're watching – the way that the feed is presenting sustainability to you then you're going to think that it involves a substantial amount of sacrifice it involves being you know stuffed into some tiny place that smells like um a porta potty and um you know, walking to work and, you know, uh, giving away half of your clothes and not being able to keep your pets. You know, these things are not what sustainability is about. Sustainability is about using the same tools that we already have been using in a different way, a way that's more efficient and a way that drives more production, um, and, and, and more more capacity to produce, um, sustainable products. We're talking about, um, oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) No worries. I mean, I see where you're going with that. It's, I mean, for example, like we always sustainability in layman's terms is the ability to sustain. It's, it's not necessarily like creating all these crazy things and doing all these crazy things and completely changing our lifestyle in order to fit into this futuristic mold that like, like you said, society and the feed and social media has made us a thing sustainability is. It's really about getting back to the basics, slowing down, thinking about things before we use them, using what we have. Um, and I think you know, that's a big part of the mission of the eco incubator is again, like putting that skill set and that power back into the hands of the people in the community rather than in the hands of this crazy capitalistic system. And I mean, capitalism is not all horrible, but I think that it's just the way that we've been well, going about it. We've been going about it in a linear way. Maybe it needs there, to there are circular. very
1: few things, if any, that are inherently good or bad. You know, it, it's how we use things, how much we use things. It's perfectly fine to eat chocolate. If chocolate is the only thing you eat and you eat it all day long, well, then, then you're going to have a problem. We update our applications all the time. We update our clothes. We update almost every material thing that we own. Why do we not update or upgrade ourselves ourselves? we deserve an upgrade as well, a mental one, an emotional one. And when we begin to upgrade internally, it immediately or um, environment around us and vice versa. When we upgrade our environment, when we upgrade our standard of living within our environment, it upgrades what we're able and capable to produce in and of ourselves.
0: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And, and I guess that kind of leads me to my next question. What, like everything that the eco, Inc- eco incubator is, is, is so fascinating to me. And I, I've always wondered, how did you get to a point in your life where you're ready to implement this goal? Like, how did all of these ideas and this vision come into fruition? Because it, it, it seems like such a big concept. I can't even begin to imagine how you like got it rolling, if that makes sense. <laughs> so like, I, i it's unfathomable to me. I would love to hear about like how it, how it's now been like physically manifested.
1: I mean, it's been formed over decades. You know, I, it all started, I would say when I was three years old and I was sitting in front of the television and I was, uh, saw Sally Struthers commercial come on and she's feeding all these poor little children in Africa, supposedly. And, um, I remember crying and just overwhelmed with the pain of that vision and the hopelessness that it instilled me with. And my mother came by and she was like, why are you crying? <laughs> like, what are you doing right now? What's going on? And I, why are you sobbing? Right? In front of the TV? Like she just sees me <laughs> sobbing in front of the TV. And I told her, you know, I am, I'm so sad because of what I'm seeing on the television. And she was like, uh. Well, crying isn't going to do much about this problem. (laughs) And, um, you know, a more effective way to deal with a situation like this is to go out and to fix it. Now, my mother always (laughs) spoke to us like adults. There's not a time in my life that I ever recall, (laughs) you know, her speaking down to us in a sense of, oh, these are silly children who cannot understand what I'm saying. She has always spoken to us in a very elevated manner. And um, she did it then. And it, you know, it really connected with me. It resonated with me in a very, very strong way Um, that as I propelled myself around the world um, after a trip to Russia in 1994, right after the fall of communism, I was 14 years old saw the extreme impact of uh, a nation um, in transition, saw that uh, there were people rallying for communism just as there were people um, fighting against communism. And I think coming back here and trying to deep dive into that, this is pre-internet, this is pre-cell uh, phones, this is, you know, this is of time, yeah. or not pre-cell phones, but not smartphones, not phones that you carried um, with you and were able to link into what everybody else was doing. So having this experience coming back and wanting a space in which I could ground this and, and gather more knowledge. I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to facilitate a true understanding of environments that were outside of my own because there was not this connectivity of knowledge. That propelled me across the whole planet to five continents and 67 countries, immersing myself in other life experiences, um, honing my craft, learning about food as medicine um, and uh, going to culinary school, mastering in mental health counseling and then continuing my education in traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. I believe it is this matrix of being able to see the world through this before and after lens of globalization, before and after lenses of, um, currency changes. Like I know Europe pre, uh, I know Europe pre, uh, Euro and I know it, uh, post Euro. I remember talking to people about bringing the Euro into existence and then seeing what happened on the other side of that. Um, when you are able to live such um, an extreme and intense lifestyle that's so highly immersive in a variety of cultural cultural groups uh, across the country, you begin to formulate a bit of a matrix of understanding of how the world works, a very concrete understanding of how the world works and how people work within the world. And That's what I brought back here. I came back to Georgia. I felt like I literally had stepped back into time. Things were entirely um, too far behind to be acceptable. People simply deserve more, especially in the United States of America. It does not matter what state you are in. You deserve an opportunity. You are worth the opportunity Mm -hmm. to live your life in a way that is without fear, in a way where your basic needs are being met. That's, that's what we deserve. More than that, that is what we have earned. That is what we have earned through all of our hard work, strife, and labor. And that is not what is being given to us. What is being offered to us is a shoddy system that does not support our health and well-being. That is unacceptable to me. And if I can offer people an opportunity and a way out of that, if I can make a way out of that for myself as a Black woman, then I do believe that anyone can make their way out, can live a life that is one that encompasses who they are as a person, what it is that they want to achieve, and allow them to be a part of society that is giving back rather than forced to take like crabs in a barrel. That's what the Eco Incubator yeah. is about. That's that empowerment piece. And the journey has been a long one. And once I got back here, it was a matter of planting seeds and following along, you know, planting seeds and following the breadcrumbs that were spread out in an extremely siloed environment to try to harness and bring together through that private public sector partnership, these goals, these goals of empowerment and thriving for everyone, no matter what economic status you're at, no matter what color, no matter what gender, no matter what sexual orientation.
0: Right. And I just... I mean, I love that at its core, the Eco Incubator is about circularity because it's not just about creating a circular economy. It's also about creating a circular society. I mean, us as people, like you've said, like the system has set it up. So people work, 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 or just get burned out. And then that creates, in a sense, like waste. It creates waste of potential, waste of human energy, waste of happiness. And with this system where we teach people how to do things, we teach them how to relax, take care of their health, be prioritized. And, and you know, hold accountability towards like the systems that they're living in. We're creating circularity. We're creating people that feed off of people, people that build off of community. and that will have generational ripples. and, and those are and those are hard concepts to grasp, but I, I love that the eco incubator is starting small and starting locally. Because those effects will travel far. The
1: impact is exponential, absolutely. We are designed to be a beacon of light. We will draw people in and then they will take that light inside themselves and move outward into the world and share what they have learned. Um, It is a natural part of the elevation of consciousness, which is a natural byproduct of wellness, of of unity, of yes. unity mm-hmm. and of circularity.
0: I love it. And while the episode is wrapping up, I mean, we are definitely going to do at least another two episodes, just taking a deeper dive into the eco-incubator, what it looks like on a micro level with all of the cool technologies you're incorporating, all of the cool classes you're teaching. Um, so I definitely want to de- dive deeper to that in the uh, following episodes. But I guess my one final question is, what would you say is the true mission and the, the root goal of the eco-incubator?
1: I mean, quite simply put, it's to build a world that sustains. This isn't, you know, this isn't just about Georgia. This is about everyone. Um, we are starting in a place that's giving us the greatest challenge because we want to prove how right we are about all of <laughs> we want to prove how worthy and how valuable people are at the root of all of this um, remind people of their value in a place where it has been stripped from them the most we are in a state that holds some of the greatest traumas of our entire country and yeah. just like any other uh disease. You cannot simply band-aid the problem. You have to go to the root of the problem and you have to work it out. And so, you know, we are really just aiming to build a world that sustains. But in order to build a world that sustains, we need a nation that sustains. And in order to get a nation that sustains, we need to heal the deepest wounds in the states where we have the biggest issues. And so this this is that place right now. Um, and and that is our ultimate goal. And as we dig deeper into the work that we're doing, you know, we'll share with everybody what we're doing at the international scale. We'll speak about the business coalitions that we've formed that help us design and develop these eco villages, really put people in the space of uh, I mean, being able to provide for themselves without so much government dependency.
0: That's truly incredible. And I just love that idea of getting to the root cause. Um, and it's really it's really holistic in nature. And I know that's a big part of I, – I mean, I I can't wait in the next episode to talk a little bit more about your background so the learners can know about your dabbling in holistic medicine. But I think that really comes – I think this whole mission really comes from the healer within you. And I think that that's what we really need as a society, like you said, to heal. And I never thought about it like that, like, you know, Georgia being the state, um, you know, where – the Civil War, slavery, all these things, it, it, the land itself holds so much history and trauma. And, and I think this is a great place to start. And I'm so excited to take a, deep, a deeper dive into everything you're doing in the following episode. So I really have to thank you again for being here. Every single time I talk to you, I learn so much. And it's just, it's mind blowing. But I can't wait for the listeners to follow along
1: with thank us. Thank you so and much. I enjoyed it so much.
0: No problem. We'll see you guys next episode on Brown Living Green. Bye. Bye.